But believe it or not, the Cubs are on a roll. Sports Talk Chicago. Here for John's Glue. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Cubs and Chicago sports content. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago and hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms. Link is in the description of this video. I wish I could have told you I saw it coming, but I really didn't. And as we sit here today, the Cubs are firmly in position. In the NL wild card, they are most likely going to make the playoffs, and they're still in contention for the NL Central Division. How did we get here, and what the hell's going on in a good way? I'll tell you, they are just the polar opposite of the White Sox. And they're doing everything right. And it's fun to talk about positivity for the Cubs again. I have to say, and preface all this by saying, a lot of you didn't believe this would happen. A lot of you thought at the beginning of the season that Jed Hoyer should be fired. Jed Hoyer should be fired for constructing this roster the way it is. This roster's not good enough. The players, where they're playing, it's not working. Jed Hoyer has to go. Not David Ross, Jed Hoyer. I found it interesting that we sit here today and there's no credit for Jed, or not enough credit. There are talks, according to some articles here, about extending David Ross, who's actually made some blunders in managing this team picking matchups, putting guys in at certain times in the game. So there's talks about extending him, but there's no or little to no credit offered up to Jed Hoyer, who signed Cody Bellinger to a one-year $18 million deal, which turned out to be a bargain, who brought in and spent money on Dansby Swanson, who helped develop Justin Steele, who has Nico Horner leading the team in war at 4.7, who believed in Ian Happ enough to keep him around despite his early year struggles. I have to say, I am thoroughly impressed with this roster as a whole, and all the credit, in my opinion, goes to Jen Hoyer more than anything. Cubs starting lineup is productive as far as hitting the baseball. Christopher Morrell is 20 home runs in 89 games. Say Suzuki is back at it. Cody Bellinger, if it wasn't for the number of his injuries, could have been an MVP candidate if he played some more games. And Ian Happ's having a nice year, too. Dansby Swanson's a little bit under in terms of OPS plus, but he has 19 home runs. Nico Horner's doing his thing, leads the team in hits by a wide margin. And on the mound, Justin Steele is an NL Cy Young Award candidate. And even in the bullpen, Albert Azalei has turned into a legitimate closer after he was deemed a bust. Javier Sad's come up, early bullpen piece, now turned into a starting pitcher. He's killing it. Kyle Hendricks is actually back to where he kind of was, which I am happy and impressed about because he was going downhill the past couple of years, but he's back. He could perform. The Cubs are unbelievably impressive. Keep in mind, there were 10 games under 500 at one point this year. They were near last place at one point this year. And now today they're fighting for the division lead and they have a wild card spot. This is a group of guys who were expected to do nothing. Nothing. They were not expected to put all this together. They were not expected to come together as a team and succeed as much as they are today. And look at some of these players, too. You, you wouldn't think Javier Assad would be on this team doing what he's doing. Who the hell is Javier Assad, right? Probably what you would have said six months ago. Adbert Azalai was legitimately a bust, and now he's turned into their closer. And Justin Steele. We have a case to make for Steele for the NL Cy Young Award. 
it's a serious case to be made. I don't know if he's going to win, but I want to take a couple of minutes and explain why he should win the award. The top three right now in, in the running in consideration, Justin Steele, Blake Snell, and Spencer Strider from the Braves. Now, Strider is an unbelievable talent. I love watching him pitch, and I love looking at his numbers even. I mean, my goodness, 257 strikeouts and 157 innings. That's unbelievable. Problem is, his ERA is way too high, and he's had so many blow-ups this year because he throws so hard, but throws it right down the middle, and he gets killed. Blake Snell is the favorite right now. He has more strikeouts than Steele, but virtually every other category is pretty much even. Steele's a better record, if you care about that. I do. Nobody else does anymore. And then Justin Steele is 16-3, and a 2.55 ERA, and has 153 strikeouts and 152 innings, and he has an ERA plus of 177. Let me be absolutely clear in my position. Justin Steele has been the most valuable pitcher to his individual team in the entirety of baseball. You cannot name another pitcher who's been more valuable to his team. Padres are the most disappointing team of 2023. That's Blake Snell's team. Garrett Cole's been the only good pitcher for the Yankees, and yet there could be firings at the end of the year over there, and they are in last place in the AL East. Justin Steele's performance has led, has directly correlated to his team's success. Spencer Strider is a great pitcher, but guess what? The Braves are unbelievably stacked. If Strider wasn't there, this Braves team would still be in the playoffs. When we talk about how valuable you are to your individual team, when we talk about putting a team on your back, on your shoulders, and just pushing them and willing them to a playoff spot, willing them to success, look no further than Justin Steele. And that's why I think there's a case to be made for Cy Young. He may not have the strikeouts that Blake Snell does, but he has the record. He has the ERA. He matches up in innings. And the most important thing to me, He's shown everybody across baseball, he's one of the main, if not the reason, why the Cubs are where they are right now. I know everybody's playing well. I know there are a lot of exciting pieces, smaller pieces on this team, but Justin Steele's legitimately a superstar. His ERA plus of 177 means he's 77% better than league average. 177 for a starting pitcher is literally unbelievable. I mean, that's top notch. Garrett Cole right now is probably going to win the Cy Young in the American Leagues at 145, 146. That's still great, but 177 is on a whole new level. I'm not going to be mad if Steele doesn't win it, but I hope voters who are watching this program maybe and see this clip out on Twitter or on Facebook understand the contributions that Steele has made individually to his team's success. There is not one pitcher in baseball who's meant more to his team than Justin Steele has. Not one. You can't name me anybody. Bryce Elder is doing great for the Braves. He was a Cy Young favorite early on. The Padres suck. The Padres are the biggest disappointment in baseball. They've spent so much money, and they still suck. Blake Snell's done great, but who really cares? The team's out of it. Garrett Cole. Great pitcher, great year, going to win the AL Cy Young. His team's in last place. This Cubs team is being willed forward by many individual contributions, but mainly, and I can say this mainly, by Justin Steele's performances, by what he's done every fifth day, 
He deserves the Cy Young Award. And I'm here to say it now. There is no doubt in my mind. And I hope that voters see it. I have a sick feeling they won't because they always make dumb decisions. (laughs) They always make choices that I highly disagree with. By the way, these are the same people who are voting for the Hall of Fame, so go figure there. So they're probably going to miss this one and, you know, make a dumb move and a dumb call. But I'm telling you right now, Justin Seal should win the Cy Young Award. And he should be there. There is nobody who's meant more individually. And I know this isn't the most valuable player for a specific team award. It's the MVP, or, you know, the Cy Young Award. The MVP for pitchers, if you will. But you got to be kidding me here. And some of those old-school voters, to their credit, are still into record a bit. And I care about record. Yes, I do. I'm proud to say it. Because you know what? Somebody who goes 10 and 11 or, you know, 10 and 15, I really don't understand why you should be near that Cy Young totem pole. I was mad a year, a couple of years ago when Jacob DeGrom went 10 and 9 and won it. I mean, that, you know, I know his ERA was so low, but how do you go 10 and 9? How is that possible? Oh, the Mets were so bad. Well, that hasn't even happened to other pitchers in the past. Something was really wrong that season. Steele is 16-3. and Co-leader in baseball and wins. He might win 20 games when it's all said and done. Probably get up to 175, 180 innings, which nowadays is the new 200, which I think is a joke, but that's besides the point. Grady R.A., Strikeouts are there. All the numbers are there, except he has like 30 less strikeouts than Snell. But here's the real question. Here's how voters are going to decide this. What means more to them? 30 more strikeouts or his team making the playoffs mainly because of his efforts? I think making the playoffs on a team that was 10 games under and now is 10 to 15 games over, I think that means a lot more than, oh, yeah, he had 30 less strikeouts than Blake Snell. And his team is sitting at home in October and still might become a free agent anyway. Steele's going to be here for a while. Hope voters take all that into consideration. As far as the Cubs as a team go, I'll go off my Justin Steele rant. They've done great. They deserve all of the accolades. And here's the best part. This was not expected. This is like, to an extent, 2015, although that team was even more dominant. They won 97 games. The point is, though, this was not expected. Imagine next year when all these guys are meshed and have come together and are ready for more. Realistically speaking, this team could win the World Series next year. They can. I don't know how they're going to beat the Orioles or the Braves, but they can. There's no reason why they can't, knowing that this year was more of a foundational and a groundwork and a developmental year. It wasn't a rebuild year. It was developmental. Hey, we learned how to play together as a team. We learned how to win baseball games. We learned how to make the playoffs. We learned what the playoffs were like. And now we know what to do next year. We know how good we could be, how far we could go, the experience in the postseason. This is what the White Sox were supposed to be. 93 games. They won under Tony La Russa, 2021. They get bounced from the playoffs. Okay, let's regroup and go into 2022 and win this division again. And then all of a sudden, look where they are now. I don't think the Cubs are going to do that. I think next year should be a World Series or bust mentality. I think that's a realistic expectation for this team. Then imagine if they actually spend more money. They Maybe maybe they retain Bellinger. Maybe they don't. Maybe they bring in some other pieces. 
Nico Horner is going to be under team control for a while. Swanson's going to be here for a while. Seiya, Suzuki is going to be here for a while. Steele's going to be here for a while. Alizale will be too. A lot of these guys are still relatively young. There's time. I'm just thoroughly impressed with this roster construction down to the T. I mean, I mean, look at some of these guys who you didn't expect anything out of. Julian Merriweather has come around. Mark Leiter Jr. has come around. I mean, we're talking about small, small pieces who have even recently turned things around. Daniel Palencia, now is a 357 ERA. He's 5-0. Thompson and Wesneski's ERAs have gone down significantly. And hitting the baseball, Heimer Candelario's come in, still hit 255. His OPS Plus is still at 114 with the Cubs. Patrick Wisdom is 21 homers. Mike Talkman has been a revelation for this team. So many small guys, so many guys who you wouldn't really expect to hear from. Not really big names. Some of them really had a make or break year, like Elzele, for example who've come in and have just unbelievably performed. So it's going to be hard to expect all of this next year again. It's going to be hard to say, okay, all you guys or kind of journeymen do it again, but it's possible. And if the Cubs actually spend more money this offseason and bring in more bona fide names and big-time players, help bolster their starting rotation, bolster up the bullpen a bit, bring in another big batter too, this team's going to be World Series or bust 2024. I love the direction they're going in. We're going to be covering them throughout this playoff chase and eventually playoff series that they're going to be a part of. And I'll end on this. Justin Steele should be the NL Cy Young Award winner. Case closed. No doubt about it. And if he doesn't win it, we will have a rant because, again, the baseball writers sometimes are idiots. Thanks for watching today's show here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago sports and Chicago Cubs content. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms. Link in the description. And a big thank you to our guy, John Meadows, directing and producing, making sure everything goes well behind the scenes. So long, everyone.